Great. Wes, welcome. Well, well done for making it this morning. Hands up if you've got like some sort of street party today. What's going on? Yes, one, one, one person. A couple of people, that's good, well done. You're cooking something, are you? You going to make something special, Susie? You're organising it. You're not bringing any of your banana cake, your famous banana cake. If ever you want to bring some to church, feel free, you know. Just hands up if you're open to some free banana cake. You're more popular than the Queen. That's not being recorded, thank you. Um, Richard's going to come to read to us. Welcome, Richard, as he comes to the platform. The other side is rejoicing the truth. That's the, it's not just enough not to do stuff, is it? We've got to do good. Love does not delight in evil, rejoices with the truth. That's what we're talking about today. What do we celebrate? What do you celebrate? What you celebrate, what I celebrate, says a lot about our hearts, our minds, who we are. It shows what we are, right? What we celebrate. We recently celebrated the opening of the Elizabeth line. Anybody been on that yet? Yes? Good? Nice and, yeah? Worth 19 billion. <laughs> it was an expensive chair. Good. We got you somewhere. That's good. 19 billion. We celebrate. People stayed up overnight just to be the first people there, and they were high-fiving each other and putting their oyster cards on the thing, running through, celebrating the opening of this new historic. What about the, w- the winning of the um, Champions League by Manchester City? Did you celebrate that? Anybody celebrate that? Hey, Jonathan, just, he went like that. It was like, can I, can I admit to it? Hold back, Samuel, hold back. He's got a jug of water up there to pour out over someone, okay? Um, what we celebrate, Queen's, obviously the Queen's Platinum Jubilee, it falls at a good time for this text. What do we celebrate? Rejoicing in what is good. 70th anniversary of her reign. Lots of good things have been said, and rightly so. Rightly so. None of us are thinking in any way that she is a perfect person. And she would, I'm sure, she wouldn't, doesn't ever speak that openly, does she, about herself. But, you know, that faithfulness and exa- example that she has. And she does talk about the Christian faith, doesn't she? And she does speak like she believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. She speaks like she is a believer. I can't tell you whether she is or she isn't. But she's, isn't it a good thing? that our head of state speaks about the Christian faith and believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that a good thing? That's a really good thing. And um, it's a shame that Charles and, um, and, and William, William, the other son, yeah, didn't speak about their faith last night at the thing, but that's okay. I don't, again, I don't know whether they're Christians or not. It's a shame, but that's, the life, that's life. But it's a good thing that she did celebrate she does celebrate, it seems to, her faith. There was a, th- a wonderful Thanksgiving service at St. Paul's Cathedral. Again, isn't it good to have a, a, an act of worship at such a time as this? That when we're celebrating our monarchy and her rule, that we've got an act of worship, as well as a pop concert, I appreciate that, but there was an act of worship. That's a good thing. 
We are blessed to be in a nation where Christianity has got such a tradition, such, a, such roots. There's a big lunch today. I mean, one of you is going to one. No, two of you are going to one, so that's good. Love, what do we celebrate? It says a lot about us. What do you celebrate? What do you love? What gets your heart going? What stirs you? What causes you to bring out the party poppers? What do you rejoice in? Well, we see here, love does not delight in evil. Love does not delight in evil. If you want to be loving, don't delight in evil. And what's evil? Evil is whatever's contrary to God's will. Don't delight in it. Don't be seen to be celebrating evil. Don't be coerced into celebrating or being seen to celebrate evil. And this is where you, we've got to count the cost, my friends. As Christians, will I be coerced into being looking like I endorse the values of the world? Don't delight in it. Kero, which is to rejoice, to celebrate, to be glad in evil, unrighteousness. We're all tempted to celebrate evil because sin is attractive. It's attractive. I mean, that's why we do it, right? That's why we look at the things we know we shouldn't as Christians. That's why we watch the things we know we shouldn't watch. That's why we enjoy the things we know we shouldn't watch. Right, because sin is attractive. Sin, is, sin offers us a delight, a momentary pleasure. And to choose it is to rejoice in it. And then we often live with regret. And thankfully, isn't it, isn't it good to know there is forgiveness? God forgives us. God doesn't, God doesn't delight in evil. But one of the good things about God is he's wonderfully forgiving. We saw last week um, about love keeps no record of wrongs. We talked about forgiveness, how we are to forgive, but how God forgives us in Christ. Jesus has died on the cross for you so that though you have delighted in evil, though we have delighted in evil, though we do delight in evil, though we do look, though we do watch, though we do listen, though we, our hearts are moved with and we celebrate evil, though that is true still of us in measure, he keeps no record of wrongs if we will confess to him our sins. Isn't that good to know? That's a wonderful truth. And that should be something we celebrate. We celebrate the gospel. We celebrate the love of God. Love, and do love doesn't rejoice in evil. And sometimes, because we, we care for people, we, we, we are concerned, we, we, lo we love people, and sometimes that love can go wrong because we don't want to upset them, so we can sometimes compromise to make them feel accepted and happy. If we're going to truly love people, we have to be prepared to say, no, I'm not going to celebrate that. We shouldn't stand under a rainbow flag which celebrates all forms of sexuality. It is to rejoice in evil. Or it's not necessarily to rejoice in it, it's to be seen to be rejoicing in evil. And I bring that up because many of you are pressured to be seen to be doing such things. 
And as Christians, we need to count the cost to be salt and light. And this is a very, very real and increasing form of pressure on us to rejoice in evil. We will be kind and we will be patient with everyone who disagrees with us. But we won't celebrate with them. There's a difference. We must be brave enough not to be coerced into an acquiescence, into an acceptance, and to be seen to be. You're called to be salt and light, my friends. Don't rejoice in evil. We read of our last days that we live in. Mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money and boastful. Proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying its power have nothing to do with such people. We could go into that, but I'm not going to say. We can see this. The last days that we live in, as we lead up to the return of Christ, there will be a, 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 an increase and a pressure to rejoice in evil. And you feel it. And you feel it because there, is, there are demonic powers and temptations and demonic spirits at work in the world to cause you to be unfaithful to your Lord. We must resist the devil, stand firm, pray every day. Pray for one another that we may stand firm. Pray for each other. We, I need your help. I need your prayers. I feel like giving up sometimes because of the pressures. I'm sure you do too sometimes. Or certainly feel like... Just being quiet about my faith. Just don't wanna, I just don't want the aggro. I just don't want to be stand out. I don't want to be attacked. I don't want people to dislike me. Love doesn't rejoice in evil. Let's move on. Love celebrates what is good. Celebrates what is good. It's not just negative. We've got to be positive people. What do we celebrate? This is the positive. Love rejoices with the truth, with what is true. The Holy Spirit wants to teach you and I what is true and how to rejoice in it. And so that in the world, in the, in the, in the places God has put us, we're not just negative. We are positively for things. And people don't see us as the, 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 the moaners and groaners, but they see us as the people of joy and celebrating what is good. God doesn't want you to be a misery. God wants you to be someone who celebrates what is good. So important that you do that. We do that as well. Let's just go through a few examples as we bring this to a close. Just from the book of Corinthians, what can we celebrate what is good? Well, firstly, we've got to rejoice 
in our identity, who we are as Christians. What's our identity? Who are you? What's your first identity? What's your first you know, we've been talking about the, the Jubilee, haven't we? And there's been lots been speaking about, you know, the UK and Britain and different terms, the, the Commonwealth, lots, lots of different um, terms have been used to talk about unity and talk about uh, how we are together and so on. I want to say this to us. As much as we are, you may be a member of the United Kingdom, you may not be or whatever. I don't know how you feel about this Jubilee stuff. Maybe you feel like an insider. Maybe you feel like an outsider. I don't know. It depends on, I don't know, but, but you are an insider if you're in the, in the kingdom of God. Are, are you a member of the kingdom? Are, is Jesus your Lord? This is your first and primary allegiance above everything else. You're in the kingdom of God if you've received Jesus Christ. You're in the family of God. You're joined together. Turn to your neighbor and say, we're family yeah. Sorry. You got all got all my sisters. Is it? Oh, I see. Perhaps you want to carry on. We are. You didn't get it, did you? Yes, Paul. Yes, he's bringing in his cultural stuff. Yes, very good. We are family. I got all my sisters with me. Yeah, very good. Like it. Nice. Um, celebrate what is good. That's right. But this is the identity you have, you see, as in the kingdom of God. And, and the devil wants you to forget who you are. You have these prayers, who do you think you are? Well, I tell you who you should think you are. How great is the Father, the, lav- the Father has lavished on us. How great is the love, rather, the, the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. Yeah, children of God. Let's try that again. That was pretty pathetic, actually. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called? Very good. That's it. Children of God. And uh, I hope in our hearts that's resounding. That's That's the identity that you should be rejoicing in above everything else. And the unity that unites the church. The same spirit lives in every one of us. We've all been adopted into the family of God. And you'll live forever in that when that new age comes after the last days, when Jesus comes again, you'll live forever with your brothers and sisters in that new heavens and new earth. This is your fundamental identity. Love doesn't delight in evil. Delight in divisions. Delight in you against me. You're outside. I'm inside. I'm more special. I have something great about me. You're not so great. God, the Holy Spirit wants this to be your deepest identity that doesn't just make you celebrate, but makes you celebrate one another, that you reach out and, and form friendships with each other and care for each other. Is, is this identity something that's affecting you, your time and who you spend time with, how you make people feel cared for? This is our identity. So important. Love celebrates the gospel. We talk about identity. Love love celebrates the gospel. That Jesus died for my sins. I am a sinner. I'm I'm, I'm far, my sin is far worse than I know. 
I have failed in everything. Everything I've ever done before the holiness of God has been marred and imperfect. I have failed to pray. I failed to worship. I failed to live with love and kindness. I failed in everything. And that's a good thing to know because I know that I am forgiven and accepted in Christ and he gives me his righteousness. I can celebrate this gospel. We can only celebrate this gospel if we understand our sin. And by the way, this is a balloon here. This balloon is talking about celebration, right? What do we celebrate? Celebrate the gospel. Do I celebrate the gospel? Do you, every day, do you celebrate the gospel? Every day, do you say, thank you, I'm forgiven. Thank you, I have eternal life. Thank you, Jesus, you died for me. You rose again. You've given me your righteousness. Is this your, your, your celebration? I mean, with all due respect, the Champion League's all right. But knowing that love of God should surpass it. And it doesn't always, I know that, I understand. But God, the Holy Spirit wants to help us to grow in these things. Love celebrates the gospel. I meant, I meant to read some stuff as we go along, actually. I better make sure that what I'm saying is from the Bible, okay? So, love celebrates the gospel. Okay, so for example, Paul begins in verse one, chapter, uh, verse, chapter 1, verse 4. I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. His, I thank God for you. You know, he's going to go on to talk about their sexual immorality, that they're taking each other to court, that they're divided. All sorts of issues. But he begins by saying, I thank God for you, for his grace given you in Christ Jesus. Because that's their fundamental identity to him. And he's rejoicing in the gospel. He goes on, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. It's the power of God. We celebrate this. Love celebrates, thirdly, God. We celebrate our identity. We celebrate the gospel. We celebrate God. I could have started with this, couldn't I? We celebrate God. Above everything. My first love. You know I'm preaching and I'm, I don't, I'm not achieving all this. You know that, don't you? I say, he's my first love. You know that that's an aspiration I have. It's not something I am doing. But, but God will help us. We celebrate what is good. We celebrate God. He begins, again, one four. I always thank my God for you. Chapter 1, verse 9. God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. God is faithful. Say, God is faithful. How many problems is that going to solve in your heart? How many, how many worries is that going to solve for you? If you really believe that God was faithful, how would that change your life? How would it change your life when you're worried about that job situation or worried about your children or worried about your future or worried about this, that or the other? How would it change your life if you actually celebrated that God was faithful? It's transformative. But, it, but we must rejoice in it. Rejoicing it. Sing about it. Praise God for it. Take time over it. 
Take time to sing. That's why it's good to come together as a church and sing, worship together, isn't it? Love celebrates what is good. Love celebrates God. Let the one who boasts, he says in verse 31 of chapter 1, boast in the Lord. Boast in the Lord. Love seeks to learn who God is. Reading the Bible. Reading good books. Listening to podcasts. Talking to each other. Going to a community group. Talk about, learn. I always find it so helpful to always ask the question when you read the Bible. I've, all got, I've got those few questions, haven't I? What does this say about God? So if I was reading this verse this morning, I always thank my God for you, for his grace given you in Christ Jesus. If I was reading that in the morning and I was to ask the question, what does this say about God? I would say something like this. God gives us grace. God is a God of grace. God is a God who can be thanked. God, he's a God who wants us to thank him. God, he is a God who gives us grace, unmerited favor. He's a God who gives me grace in Christ Jesus. Oh, it means he gave his one and only son for me. Thank you. So you can see, even one verse, you could spend a long time. What does this say about God? Think about the text you're reading and celebrate who God is. And do it. Come on, let's do it, guys. Let's celebrate God. It says in Philippians 3.8, I consider everything a loss for the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Everything a loss compared to the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus you know, it would have been nice, wouldn't it, to have got that in that ballot, to have gone to that party last night, wouldn't it? Maybe, maybe you thought you couldn't think of anything worse, but, you know, go there to the party and, and listen to the, the artists. It would be even nicer to be the Paddington Bear, wouldn't it, in, in, the, in Buckingham Palace, if you watched it. And um, he's real, you know, he, he's real, isn't it, obviously. You saw him on the television, didn't you? Uh, eating your, 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 your marmalade sandwiches with the Queen, you know, you'd love to, 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 to have all that. Why am I saying, saying that? Because you can know God. You know God. He's close to you. He's with you in your life. Let's celebrate knowing God. Let's celebrate God. Love celebrates unity. I'm just going to bring, rush through these. Love celebrates unity. Love celebrates the identity that we are united together in Christ. Let's, let's just read this, one Corinthians, uh, chapter 1, verse 10 to 11. I appeal, appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say. And there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. Do you notice his words, my brothers and sisters? And he started with that, my brothers and sisters. My brothers and sisters. Pump up the volume. Hey, see that one? You like, you like that one? Yeah, we can have a bit, carry on, have a bit of a competition. Just shout out songs as we go along, right? Brothers and sisters. <laughs> you can't get, get rid of it now, can you? Um, I watched a really good um, documentary the other day about the 80s music. It's really good, really good. Um, that's why it's in my mind. But, but the, we, we rejoice in unity. We're brothers and sisters. 
Rejoice in it. Rejoice in the gospel. It's what is good, isn't it? Rejoice in God. Rejoice in your identity. Love does not delight in evil. Rejoices with the truth. So much truth. It's loving to God to rejoice in truth. It's loving to each other to rejoice in the truth. It encourages each other. And there's so much discouragement. Love celebrates diversity. And what I mean by that is, is, is particularly the idea of diversity of gifts. That's the, that's the emphasis here, isn't it? The body of Christ. You've been given gifts of the Holy Spirit. Every one of you. Different gifts to be used in the body of Christ to build the church. By the Holy Spirit. You're part of the body of Christ. Every one of you has got a part to play. Every single one of you has got something to contribute to this church if this is, church is your home. Do you see the vision that God wants you to celebrate this? Not just go, yes, we believe in the body of Christ, but actually celebrate it. Like, what's the gifts God has given you? What encouragement can you bring? Who can you build up? What can you contribute? What have you got that God wants you to use? Let's be prayerful about it. Don't just go to church. Let's be church. If, if, if we're going to be a church that's affecting the people around us, then we've got to be using the gifts God's given us in the local church. And that's the emphasis here. Of course, wherever you go in your workplaces, God wants to use you. God wants to work through you. God wants to bring the kingdom through you. God wants to bring the gospel through you. Of course, that's true. But in 1 Corinthians, he's particularly talking about in the local church, you're a body of Christ and you've got gifts, diversity. And we should all celebrate those different gifts. So, for example, just as the, uh, chapter 12, verse 12. Just as the body, though one... We talked about identity, didn't we? Though one, talk about unity, though one has many parts, but all its parts form one body, so with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. So you see that identity thing there. He's saying all those identities, Jews, Gentiles, slave or free, are all brought together in Christ. We were given the one spirit to drink. And so the one body is made up not of one part but of many. See, celebrate this diversity that we have by using the gifts. And it's not all just about the platform, is it? It's not about the platform. It's about the relationships that go on in the local church. Not just on a Sunday, through the week. Nowadays, we've got so many options as well, sending mess encouraging messages to each other. So many ways we can use our gifts. What gifts has God given you? Well, one way to know the gifts God's given you is to know what you love doing. Like the, 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 so I've always loved trying to help people to understand the Bible, even before I really understood it myself. And I still don't feel I particularly understand a lot of it, but I love to try to help people to understand the Bible. That's, it's, it's not something like, I mean, it's my job, right? But it was, I loved it before I was ever paid to do it. And if I wasn't paid to do it, I would do it. I love, I love to help people. I can't help it. No, I write those blogs, don't I, for the week. I don't have to do it. 
I don't, I don't have to spend the time writing blogs to help you to, to understand the Bible. I enjoy doing it. It helps me as much as it helps you. And what's your gifts? What do you love doing? How do you lo- what do you get frustrated about? What do you, what do you get frustrated about? What, what do you wish the church was doing more of? Well, that perhaps points to your gifts. Rather than saying, I wish everyone was like me, which is what that frustration can mean, which isn't rejoicing in diversity, may I hasten to add, if everyone was like you. We're all different, that's why we frustrate each other, but there's a positive to it, is that there are different gifts, right? And the different tensions actually form the body that make it work. But you've got to use your gifts. Use your gifts. So love and frustration can point to what your gifts are. Love celebrates so many things. I'm going to just miss out stuff, but I am going to go to the last one, which is love celebrates Jesus' return. Love celebrates Jesus' return. Do we celebrate this world? This is a wonderful world, you know? It's a good world, and it's good to, it's good to try and help the environment. But this world is passing away, my friends. It is passing. No matter what we try to do, the Bible calls it like a woman in the pains of childbirth. It is a fallen world, a corrupted world. It's an imperfect world. And it's there is going to be a birth. Jesus is coming again and he's going to, there's going to be a new world birthed. That's when the environment is going to be fully fixed. Church, come on. Remember our mission. Please do look after the environment. Do everything. You are a steward of the earth. But you are, firstly, an ambassador of the gospel. That's the good news. You're to bring the good news of the hope of eternal life of the future that is coming. There is a future coming. There is Jesus is coming. We need to celebrate this. this th- your sicknesses are passing. Your old age is passing. Your sufferings are passing. Your trials are passing. God, God I pray, you know, I pray you be healed and so on. And I do pray you be healed. But no matter how much I, I get prayed for, I am... I am I, I carry around this treasure in, a, in jars of clay. Your, your body is passing. You, you are aging. Sorry to depress you, but I want to give you a... Because the, the, people can give you this fake hope, right? If you do this exercise regime and eat this certain way, you may, you know, you're going to miss out all the suffering. No, you're not. You live in a fallen world. Rejoice in the new world that's coming and Jesus is coming. He's coming. He's coming to restore all things. Because if you see that, you can invest in this world in the right way. You can treat money like it's not your treasure. You can treat your time like it's not everything. You've got eternal life if you're in Christ. We can give our lives to things that are real importance. Please, could the band come up? We're going to worship together. This is what Paul says at, in the end of this section on love. We know in part, we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. 
When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I, I put childish ways behind me. Now we see only a reflection. Only a reflection. As in a mirror, that's an imperfect mirror. Remember the first century mirrors, not very good. Then we shall know, then we shall see face to face. Rejoice in this, friends. You will see face to face. You will see Jesus. You will see God face to face. Now you know in part. Whatever, however strong your faith is, you know nothing. However strong your joy is, you know nothing compared to what's going to come on you. That existence, that future, that eternal state. You know, we look at the queen, don't we? And we, we celebrate her, we celebrate her faithfulness. And, but you know, isn't it sad to see the decline of, of that young woman, young girl, it's wonderful. She's lived to 95. She's blessed. Physically, she's been blessed. Perhaps it's all the God save the queen, right? All the, all the prayers that have gone into her life. I don't know, but it's sad to see that decline. But you know what? If she's a true Christian, she's going to be renewed. Same with you, you friends. There's no favoritism in the kingdom of God. You will be renewed. You'll be renewed. You'll be able to run and dance and sing like never before. Rejoice in what is good because there's a lot to get you down. Rejoice in what is good. We know in part, then we shall know fully, even as we are fully known. Love celebrates what is good. Let's do that now in worship.